0: Let's get into the college football playoff semifinals. This is what we wait all year for. Who's in? Well, we got TCU and Michigan in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and we got Georgia and Ohio State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Let's start things off with TCU and Michigan. What a season it's been for TCU. I don't think many people realize, Denton, Max Duggan wasn't even the quarterback to start the season. Yeah, TCU's offense was so bad in their first game against Colorado. He got in there, quarterback got injured, Duggan comes in, offense is playing unbelievable, changes the whole season. Anybody who's watched college football knows that they've just kind of had that team of destiny feel to them. They've just won a lot of games, probably that they shouldn't, didn't have any business of winning. That Baylor game comes to mind. That first Kansas State game was crazy. They went into Texas and beat them. They had a crazy game against Kansas when college game day was there. Uh, The Oklahoma State game that goes to overtime and they find a way to win that one. They've had so many games that have come down, but they managed to make it to the college football playoff. And who do they have waiting for them? The Michigan Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh gets his team to the playoff for the second year in a row, beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten title game, and now you get your second crack in the playoff. And it always feels like with teams like Michigan, first times around, you're so happy to be there. And they got a brutal matchup going up against Georgia last year. And now, second time around, you have a lot of returning players coming back. You have the best O-line in college football. You have a good defense. And this time, it feels much more business-like. They expect to be there. They know what it takes to get the job done. They're 7.5-point favorites. This thing opened at 9.5. Yeah. Then it dropped to 7.5, and it's been that way for the last couple weeks. Denton, I don't know what to do with this game. It feels like everybody's all Michigan. Every year of these college football playoff games, it seems like we have one blowout game and then we have one really exciting one, right? And it just feels like the consensus is Ohio State, Georgia is gonna be the exciting one. Yeah. And Michigan TCU is gonna be the blowout. I just I don't know, man. I think been- uh, yeah. I've been betting against this TCU team all year. They continue to they continue to bone me, so I don't know what to do.
1: So that means TCU fans are screaming at the radio. If you're watching us on Twitch, they're screaming at their Michigan, Twitch Pick being Michigan, like, PJ. Pick, pick Michigan. Them again. Pick
0: Michigan. Oh, Denton, I don't know what to do. I think this is a live betting game for me, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Michigan goes down, scores, goes up 7 nothing. and you get a 10.5 with TCU. Then I like that much better. Or you get like a three and a half with Michigan if TCU goes up seven, nothing. Seven and a half, I just, I don't know.
1: Yeah, the, the seven and a half is kind of tricky because TCU this year has not felt like a team that even even when they lose, they're not losing by double digits, right? right? And they're not losing by multiple scores here. But you said last year, Michigan was happy to be there. And I agree with you. They, they beat Ohio State. They are riding the high. They're happy to be there. This year, Michigan's the best team in college football. I, I think they're the best team in college football. I think from an offensive standpoint, there's really no weakness. Donovan Edwards is a, a fantastic running back, and I think we saw it in the game against Ohio State. J.J. McCarthy is capable of winning you a big football game. I think Michigan is the best team in college football, so I do think they come away with a win, but I hope this is the exciting one because Max Duggan is – a really great story in college He's football. everything
0: that's good about the sport.
1: It was overshadowed a ton in the Heisman lead-up because everybody knew Caleb Williams was winning the award. Right. And Caleb Williams is a great story in his own right for a completely different reason than Max Duggan because he was the young guy that told himself he was going to be good, and then he became it. But Duggan getting in, as you mentioned, and then winning that job and then leading this TCU team, I mean, PJ, I got to think when they're getting into you know mid to, to late November, they're just kind of looking at themselves in the locker room saying, I have no idea why all of these things are working for us, but we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And and Sonny Dykes being the guy to lead them, this is an exciting team. I hope more than anything they show out, and I don't mean to offend anybody, I hope they show up better than Cincinnati did. Because you do, in a a sense, you do still kind of expect Michigan to be in this position. They're a blue blood of the sport. TCU is not that. So I hope they cover the seven and a half. I hope the game is close to the point where you, you leave it and say, not only was TCU a fun team to watch, they did deserve to be in the college football playoff. That's my hope for this. So I would lean TCU to cover the seven and a half. But Michigan's winning the game. Michigan's winning the game, and I think Michigan wins the national championship no matter who they play.
0: It's a good point you bring up about TCU because, you know, the consensus heading into the playoff reveal show. Everybody said the same thing. Bama's the better team, but TCU deserves to be in. The games have to matter. You go undefeated in the regular season in a Power Five conference, you should make it over the team that lost two games. Yeah, and Bama. You know, Bama had their chances. They play in a tougher conference. They had a brutal road schedule. They didn't get the job done, and TCU went undefeated. TCU would have lost one game. It's a different story, and I think Bama gets the nod. But not losing a game, that speaks volume. Uh, The argument for me was never Bama over TCU. It was always Bama over Ohio State. So I like the fact that TCU's in. They should be in. Good for them for getting this opportunity. Then it just feels like Michigan is gonna do in this game what they've been doing to everybody else. This could be close in the second quarter, could be close early third, middle third. But that old line, that run game is just gonna, gonna wear you,
1: you down. They are a bunch of bad dudes in the middle of that offensive line. I mean, they are. Yep. I I don't know if TCU is. I don't know if they're ready for it. The Big 12 Conference, I think top to bottom, was the best conference in college football this season. But Michigan's offensive line is just a different beast. And I, I don't know if TCU is, is prepared for it.
0: I agree with you. And I don't think J.J. McCarthy needs to be spectacular. No. Like he's going to need to be in the championship versus whatever team they get. Right. He can be fine. They can lean on Edwards, lean on that O-line. Defense will probably make some plays and at Michigan they they should they should win this game. But I'm with you. The spread is an interesting one. I'm going to wait to hit the game live. I'm probably going to take a Michigan and uh the winner of the next game that we're getting ready to talk about parlay, but that's the way I see it playing out. Anything for you with the total 58 in TCU Michigan. Yeah, you know, I um the thing with
1: Michigan is like they could very much score 40 points. They could win this twenty-one to seventeen. Like it, it's such an interesting contrast. Whereas I don't think Georgia Ohio State ends twenty-one to seventeen. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be significantly. No, more I like points the over of that up. game. Yeah, I'd like those two teams can score. Mm-hmm. I I would stay away from the total here. 58 is a weird number. If it was if it was fifty-six, maybe you look at that a little bit more. Um, with a little bit more intrigue. But because it's fifty-eight, and I just don't really know what version of these two teams I'm going to get. I would, I, I would shy away from the total in this one.
0: I'm with you. No feel on the total there. All right, here we go, Denton. Ohio State and Georgia, the heavyweight showdown. You know how I feel. I love the yeah, Buckeyes. I, I think,
1: tell, tell me why, why you're rolling with the Buckeyes the way that you are, because you're, you're definitely
0: steadfast on them. Denton, I love them in this matchup. So there, There's so many reasons. The first one, so tough to go un, undefeated, A, in college football. Right. Tough to do. The number one seed rarely wins since we've had this playoff. We have not had a back-to-back champion yet in the college football playoff area. So there's three things right there. Then from a game standpoint, Ohio State has been hearing about how soft they have been for the last four weeks. The last time that an Ohio State team has been this motivated heading into a game was when they lost to Clemson. That year when Sean Wade got ejected for that BS targeting call right. on Trevor Oof. Lawrence. Oh, and yeah. then the following year, Fields and that team beat him by 21, right? All they wanted was Clemson. And they wanted the, they wanted the rematch. They wanted to show that they were the better team. They they want Michigan again. And a lot of people will say, oh, but this year was the revenge game because they lost last year. I think Ohio State walked into that game thinking, we're at home. They beat us last year. It was snowing. They just ran the ball down our throats. We got a better defense now. We're going to be fine. And that just didn't happen. And now they have their attention. And and this Georgia team, you know, Kirby smart defenses and Nick Saban defenses, it takes a certain kind of quarterback to beat them. It takes the Bryce Youngs. It takes the C.J. Strouds. It takes the Trevor Lawrences. Like, it, it takes big time NFL prospect quarterbacks with great receivers that can challenge these defenses. And what's really telling Denton is the fact that this spread was at six and a half for three weeks. And now we're at six. Yeah. And everybody's on Georgia. The fact that this game didn't get to seven, like it did with Bama, Kansas state, when everybody's on Bama, that goes to seven, but everybody's on Georgia in this game and it's dropped to six. That tells me a ton of sharp money is coming in on Ohio State. A lot of the big bettors, a lot of the professional bettors like Ohio State, plus six, I think they're going to win the game outright. This is the game for me that if Georgia is going to, if they get past this, they're going to win the national championship. This is the game that they got to get through. They're playing in Atlanta. It's going to be a home game for them, but it's just, it's going to be tough, Denton. I would not want to play Ohio State right now. They are a sleeping giant. They caught a break by USC losing. They snuck in there. Those kind of teams are always the most dangerous. And if there's any teams that can match the NFL prospects, the talent of Georgia, it's Bama and it's Ohio State. And I think they, they're they going to win the game.
1: Yeah, Ohio State to cover the six is the bet here. I mean, th- that that is the smart bet here. As far as the money line is concerned, it depends on one guy and one guy only. The biggest X factor in this game is C.J. Stroud. I mean, hot take alert, right? The, the quarterback is going to be the one that defines this. I'm really scorching hot as we speak here. it has got to be sensational. With, with C.J. Stroud, I don't know if he has the dog in him. And I think the thing with Justin Fields is Justin Fields had the dog in him. So, like, the Clemson parallel is great because I felt like that team that Ohio State fielded that year, they were a bunch of dudes that had that dog in them. I don't know if this year's Ohio State team does. But from a personnel standpoint, they're built to beat Georgia. Yes, They're built to beat Alabama. Uh And that's what made the Michigan matchup so intriguing. Ohio State's been built to beat these other teams in the SEC, whereas Michigan was built to beat Ohio State. Right. So, if you're built to beat your Georgia, this is the opportunity to do so. And I don't know who on the Georgia defense is going to be able to contain Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's not a slight to any of the great defensive backs in Georgia's secondary, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in college football. I mean, he's done it all year in and all year out. And some of the catches that this guy's making are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how you can stop a guy like him. Ryan Day, though, has to remain disciplined as a play caller. If you try and do this sexy thing and have C.J. Stroud shut guys like us up by going out there and throwing for 500 yards you're going to lose. You have to run the football. You have to keep the Georgia defense honest. Correct. Even if you're not picking up 5 yards a carry, you at least have to keep them honest. So it, this is going to have a lot of factors that determine whether Ohio State wins or not. The pressure I think is certainly more on Georgia because of everything you mentioned. Nobody's repeated. They're the number 1 overall seed and all of these different things. And it feels like Ohio State is playing with house money, but I mean Ryan Day's going to need to have a good game. My long-lost uncle that missed our Christmas party is going to have to have a very good game if he wants to to his team to win.
0: He's going to have to. I can't wait for it. Give me Ohio State and Michigan in the national championship.